not that we like officially needed it, but it's it's official now. The Phoenix Suns have clinched a playoff berth. It's the third consecutive year we're going to the playoffs, and you know what? That feels good because there were so many years in which we didn't go to the playoffs. Playing against the San Antonio Spurs, a little icing on the cake, if you will, to clinch a playoff berth, knowing that you did so against the Spurs. And it's a tale of two different franchises right now. One's clinching a playoff berth. The other is tanking for Wembenyama. Oh, how far we've come. In a dominating win by the Phoenix Suns, leading wire to wire, they do just that, Matthew. They clinch the playoff berth. Suns are going to the playoffs. Thank God. Oh, hell yeah, dude. This is just a thing we do. We go to the playoffs. And the congratulations to the Kings tonight winning the Pacific Division. Wow. Right? Is that still that's still a thing? That is just weird to say that we have divisions. So I haven't looked at the Why division do we standings have in probably since uh, the Arizona Republic was out. Yeah, seriously. At, you know, uh, back, by the way, the, the Arizona the Republic page. still out. It's still is it there. still there? I uh-huh. remember having um the Tribune, and that was like the lesser version, and then Arizona Republic was like the shit. The Phoenix Gazette. That was that, one. I never that was that one. one. That was one too. There was the Tribune, the Phoenix Gazette, way back in the day. Then yeah, like Arizona Republic was just like. But I was the same way. Like growing up as a kid, you had the newspaper. You'd look at the box scores that way. You look at the standings that way per division. I still have the newspaper the day Michael Jordan retired. Yeah, that's gonna be worth something, huh? No, do you think? No, like uh, my grand, my grandkids <laughs> will like be going through my shit when I pass, and they're like, "Why?" and just throw it away. You know what? I have those boxes where you just have newspaper clippings and all that. I still have those, and I'm just like, "Why do I still have this?" But well, you just that's keep because it. you're gonna you... die, and then people are gonna burn it. But that is be- that, that's because of the murders you committed, and you wanted to document them. Also. <laughs> yeah. Yours will actually be like admissible in a, in a court. Why is a whole Dahmer thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole Dahmer <laughs> yeah. thing of you. You know, like yeah. another hobo went missing, and you're like, snip, snip, yeah. Snip, 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 I was snip. just trying to fit in with you, but you got me, dude. That's a whole storage <laughs> full. I'll uh, I'll give you the key when I pass. Okay, but it's the but last. You got to make it a scavenger hunt. Like you okay. can't just give somebody. The key. You have to have a setup scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, like every psycho does, and then it leads somebody on a path, and they'll make a movie mm-hmm. out of it, like Zodiac. Because I'll get bored. All killers yeah. get bored. You yeah, know? it's what you do what while you're high, waiting huh? for your victims. Yeah, it's the best high killing somebody. <laughs> That's what I hear. And I'll tell you what, we're coming <laughs> off a high because the Suns killed the Spurs tonight. Yes, wicked, wicked, wicked segue. Uh, and I think that it was. Uh, a, a fantastic victory, obviously, playing against the Spurs is always a win. You're going to get no love lost from the Suns Jam session. You play the Spurs, I don't care if they got Bates Diop and, and 10 other guys, I can't even say their names. Beating the Spurs is something that I take I take joy in. Uh, and, yeah, I, I still think it's weird that we have divisions in, in basketball. Like It should just be conference because division yeah. doesn't matter. Too- it's not like you win the Pacific division, but you have a worse record than somebody, so therefore you're popped down. Uh-huh. You know, like we see that in the NFL, right? If you win the AFC East, even though you have a worse record than a wildcard team, you're going to get a home game. That that's the way it apply. was. Though. That's Yeah, that's the way it was. That's why I think like two, three, maybe max years we're still going to see the divisions. Uh, things are going to get crazy. The baseball is already doing crazy shit. I mean, the, the NBA has been adjusting very well. Yeah. And now people are like, can we go back the old way with the all-star stuff? I think we talked about that. But it's yeah. just like they're going to keep progressing in a good way. And they'll remove those divisions. I hope so. It just makes sense. It just yeah. makes sense. So sorry for the tangent, Jamsters. Again, welcome to the J- Suns Jam Session Podcast. Right. He's Matthew. I'm John. We're excited that yeah. you're hanging out with us following another Suns victory. Their sixth consecutive victory and their seventh overall with Kevin Durant. He's 7-0. and as a member of the Phoenix Suns. So we're gonna we got plenty to talk Jeez. about on this edition. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. If you're watching along live on YouTube or watching later, smash that thumbs up button. It doesn't take any effort, really. Like you're sitting there watching. If you're holding your phone, you just go boop. That's all it takes. You must hate us if you don't hit it. Yeah. And if you don't I, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, I don't care. That takes time. Like I get yeah. that. Like you got shit to do. You got to open another app. It's a pain in the ass. You got to hit five stars and then type in like they're very nice people. I like the way when they talk <laughs> about basketball, I like what they say well, when they talk about basketball. Also, Spotify, we're almost at 100 reviews at five stars. So we're 11 it, away. Can, if you visit that, that'll look damn. really cool. 100 for five stars. That would be pretty dope. And I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, 
it's easier on Spotify because you just get five stars. We're not asking for a review. Yeah, five, but if you five stars, Apple, I see it. I'm happy. If you go to Apple, you we're asking for a review. And guess what? We got we got a new review, Matthew. Thank we God. got one from Thank Van. God. Oh, you're gonna love this one. This one's this one's quality. <laughs> this is from Van Dunk, and he says, "Great pod, such a great post game pod, insightful and fun." I think John and Matthew make a great couple, and I'm glad we live in a society that is accepting of their kind of love. And that's <laughs> yeah. from from Cam. Just, just like when uh, when Dave introduced you or as me as your partner to his wife, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, this is John's this partner, is John's Matthew." Partner. She's like, oh, that's nice. She's like, "You guys are just an adorable." I'm like, "No, no, nah, whatever." You know, <laughs> you do doesn't you matter boo. anymore. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. So, uh, but thank you for that review, Cam Van Dunk. We appreciate that, and anybody who again does that for us, we truly appreciate it. As we gear up for the playoffs here, so plenty to talk about, Matthew. I'm not popping open a beer. Good for you. I'm 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 back on the watchers of weight. I'm counting points again. Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of epidurals and spinal injections. So I'm like, there yeah, maybe go. maybe I need to lose some. Uh, you know, the old weight. So I'm just going to drink some water on this one. So all right, hamsters, we're relying on you. Chug them if you got them, my friends. And know this. After I press this button from here on out, Matthew's in charge of the board. So yes, sirs and ma'ams. So let's, let's go. victory they win by a final score of 115 to 95 96 i don't know 94 94 i think so yeah i wrote yeah i wrote the recap for the uh bright side of the sun so you think i would know that i hope i put the right Mm. score hope i put the right score in there like as matthew does whatever drop he's about to do i'm going to double check that make sure that i put that in matthew i got to ask John, Matthew, oh. I got to ask. Ask Are away. These, last times we're going to see these jerseys? Last time, right? Interesting you bring that up. So it was Originative Night, the first time that we've seen Kevin Durant in the City Edition jerseys this season. And it's the last time that we're going to see them during the regular season. And I was thinking the same thing. Are we going to see these turquoise uniforms come postseason? And truth be told, I don't think so. And I'm okay with it. I think it was a fantastic marketing campaign. I think it was very different. And I think it was great how not only uh, the city embraced it, how the the Phoenix Suns positioned themselves with the Native American tribes and recognized that aspect of what Arizona is and what Phoenix is. Uh, But I just, at the end of the day, I have to be true to myself. And I just don't like the way they look. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's just the way it is. You know, I, I I respect them. I respect what they stand for. I just haven't really liked the way they looked. And there was a, a period in the middle of the season where we had them like five out of six games. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. enough. give me some fucking purple and orange. Okay. Now, one yeah. of my favorite hats, one of my favorite hats is the uh, the turquoise, you know, my black and turquoise hat. Love that one to death. Uh, and it'll be a period in Suns history when we look back at these uniform sets. We got a CKD in them. I think that's enough. I think you retire them tonight. Do you think we see him again? No, I don't think we do. I think the only two jerseys we see, and depending, because I have to ask you um, another question, I guess, if we're going to wear just the sunburst in the black ones in the playoffs, we can do that, right? Like, if we were to play the Lakers in mm-hmm. L.A. and they're wearing a yellow, can we wear the purple? I just, for some reason, I'm thinking, 100%. I'm, like, I'm sure that's, already that's happened, right? I mean, it, it is, it's a thing. It's going to happen on Friday. You don't have to wear just white. You know what I mean? So, okay. All right. Well, then I'm I'm good with that. Because I think those are the only two jerseys we're going to bring into the playoffs. That's it. And that's the way it should be. Truth the be only told, thing that sucks, I know no one really cares. I just don't like the court, really. I think the court should have been a little bit nicer. I don't like the court the Suns have. I just don't like the look going into this playoffs like we had two years ago. I just don't like it. But I'll deal with it. Well, I mean... the I'm with you too. Just win championship. <laughs> just, just win. It won't matter. And, and it looks like you know, based on some of the <laughs> the comments in the chat, that a lot of the jamsters uh, agree with us. You know, low suns, ugly jerseys, great story. That's yeah, the, the best way to kind of put it right there. Crazy Luigi, the turquoise jerseys were just the orange practice looking jerseys we had. 
They were, except they put some trim around them and a better story around them. That's what they them. always do. So Metal Mike, I like the turquoise, but it's been overdone this year. But Crazy Luigi just says he loved the court in question. Sustained, hmm. Crazy Luigi. Sustained. But it's the same. It's the same court. They just did the, the outline, and yep, I don't like that. That is cheesy. That being said, in the postseason, and it's funny that you know, in in a victory like this, where the Suns win by what nineteen. Uh, 21, I'm sorry, uh, a 21-point victory. We're going to sit here and talk about, like, jerseys and courts in the uh, in the postseason. <laughs> but that's the hard-hitting yeah. content that you want when you come to the jam session because you're thinking it, too. You're sitting there, you're watching the game, you're like, hmm, I wonder if we're going to see these fucking jerseys in postseason, you know? I mean, you only get so many games. That's the only thing you think about. That's all I thought about. Like, yeah, I'm sitting I thought about to, the whole time. I was trying to write the recap, and it was just it was like Bart Simpson on the board writing the same thing over and over again. Will we see these again? Will we see these again? Like, shit. Um, but I will say that they'll fold in the white jerseys because, like, let's say that they go and they're playing in the first round the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Clippers choose to wear their black jerseys at home. Mm-hmm. The Suns will wear their white jerseys in that case. You wear the sunburst. Right. No, because it's too dark. You can't go dark, dark. That's what I was asking. Yeah, I know the like, Lakers you wear are different the yellow because the yellow, and, and the purple. But like, if it is a black, you can't wear the purple. Yeah, correct. Just, okay. See, that kind of sucks. But oh well, I'll get over it. Well, and the other thing is like, I'm gonna be interested because I think we both agree the statement edition jerseys are fucking awesome, and I can't remember the last time we saw them. And those are the ones that we are gonna see next game yeah, against I Denver. Why that is. I think yeah, they just kind of got because I think they knew going to the playoffs we're gonna be wearing them all the time. Maybe probably. they just don't want to get. You know, or maybe it costs more money. And you think of our last two postseason runs, especially the run to the finals two years ago, the Suns wore the shit out of that Valley jersey. Every home game was in a Valley jersey. Like 20 years from now, when people look back at the highlights of that run, they will see the alley-oop. It's in Valley jerseys. Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, Devin Booker going for like 48 points in game six against the Los Angeles Lakers. Pretty sure in a Valley jersey, right? So you still want to see some of the purple in there. And if you're going to go purple, you got to go sunburst, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if they roll out and they have the Phoenix one, I'm like, oh, come on. There's no way. Because the players have the say, right? In these jerseys, they, I mean, obviously over the past two years, they've been just like, all right, mm-hmm. we want to wear these ones. And that's what they've been wearing. So I always remember just really quick when LeBron and the Cavs always wore those black ones. I'm like, okay, so the players can say what they want to wear. So ever since then, I'm like, okay, they have a, they have I the- hated those two. Those ones had the sleeves, right? <laughs> They were the only good-looking sleeve ones on the NBA. They were. That was the only ones. Why did the NBA have a year where they're like, sleeves? Yeah, and the Suns had like the, – the, the cool thing about that one was like the Suns would look nice because they had the old Phoenix Western font, but then they threw them on fucking gray jerseys. So. Oh, the gray was nasty. It made everyone it look fat. so gross. <laughs> so <laughs> gross. Yeah, everyone's out there. Yeah. Like Tyson Chandler's out there looking pregnant. Yeah. Well, so. speaking of being fat, P-H-A-T, Ooh. this guy actually wasn't that fat today. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever play a game. Look at Matthew controlling the drops and having to work on transitions from one subject into another. I was trying to cut you off like you cut me off. (laughs) Now you know how I feel. But Kevin Durant tonight, 34 minutes played, 6 of 14 from the field, including 2 of 4 from beyond the arc. He had a block. He had 18 points. He had 5 rebounds. He had 2 assists. Not the greatest Kevin Durant performance. Not the greatest performance from Devin Booker either, who was 9 of 21 for 27 points. But efficient and... Again, I, I find myself saying, God damn, or fuck, that was smooth every time he shoots the ball, man. Yeah, but he was fumbling and bumbling a lot tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Did you watch? You haven't watched the new Succession episode, have you? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I'll get there. I laughed different. Oh, my God. Like, I've never laughed that hard in my life at <laughs> one episode of anything in my life. Was it like so, Greg? Greg and Tom, they, they go... They go like 10 times. You you see them more than anybody else. Like they go hard with those guys. Sweet. Like I'm, double I'm or all, nothing with them. And it's perfect. I'm all for it. All right. Yeah. But I'll fumble and bumbling. Like tonight was just weird. And like there was a one time at the end of the game where KD like couldn't finish and he got fouled. And then they were just, I, I don't know if someone was asking him like, hey, are you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. You know what I mean? So I'm not like, is this like an injury thing? But he just did not look good tonight. I know his shots look pretty good, but everything else, like even getting the ball in the paint, him trying to spot up for for a shot over a smaller guy, he was losing the ball a lot. He mm-hmm. couldn't bring it up over his head a lot of the times. He was very uncomfortable. It was 
kind of hard to watch most of the game. I know it's awesome. He's on our team and stuff, but this was just a bad game. And you don't really want to look too far into it, but it's just like, um, he might have some off nights. I don't know if it's a Chris Paul thing too, where like, you know, Chris Paul, awesome game tonight, but he has those bad nights and maybe just like because of age, but Katie, I don't think it's there yet. I don't know what happened tonight, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a very good night, but also like there wasn't a really a lot of him. I think in the fourth quarter, he took over more, bring the ball up, mm-hmm. but it just didn't look good either. Setting up the offense, a lot of what he was trying to do to give it to Chris Paul, and Chris Paul would just pass it back. He's just like <laughs> passing it back and forth. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, this does not look good against the San Antonio Spurs team where you should just be killing them. And they did, they killed them. And we didn't have a good game from him. And Booker played a little bit better, but I just thought it was strange, dude. It was a weird night to watch Kevin Durant. Um, I think they were talking on 98.7 today, uh, Bickley and Murata. They were talking about, you know, the Mikhail Bridges thing and him. And, you know, it's always going to be like a back and forth thing still, right? I know we have KD, but you see how Mikhail's playing and you're just like, this will never be solved basically until we win a championship. And I'm I'm not saying I'm not happy with KD at all, but I'm just saying like, we're always going to have that in the back of our mind of like, oh, this is an off night. It's just the way he's going to play. Like, I feel like that's the way, of course, I think because I'm a very negative person. But I've been trying to pray. I've been, ew, I just, dude, I just spit everywhere. <laughs> I've been trying to pray away the evil. Um, but I just, I think about that sometimes. But I'm not too worried. Are you? Well, I, I need two hail marys and an our father, and then you be okay. <laughs> then I can go. Then, then you can go, and you should, okay. you know, you, you'll pray, uh, you'll you pray your hate away or whatever. No, I look at it like this. This team in the first quarter looked amazing. 42 points in the first quarter, yes. okay, a season high. They shot like 76% of the f- from the field. They were like 11 of 14 and 4 of 5 from beyond the arc. They were clicking. They came out focused. They came out engaged, and they came out with that killer instinct. And after one quarter, they're up 42 to 25. And as much as we want them to stay as sharp and engaged the entire game, it just doesn't happen. No team plays a perfect game. And as the game no. progressed, I think that mentally they're just taking their foot off the gas pedal, whether they like to or not. And they, they every quarter, they outscored the, the Spurs except for the last one. And the last one, they scored 18 points, and the Spurs scored 18 points. So you have 42 in the first, you have 18 in the fourth, right? Like they could have, they could have easily had like a buck 40 tonight. And you, you talk about kind of like the fumbling, the bumbling, the 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 challenges that KD kind of had tonight. You know what? He he had a normal night. And I don't care if it's against the Spurs or not. Being defended by a couple of their long defenders, I think it just kind of made him a little uncomfortable. He might have even mentally been like, I can do whatever I want against this team. And when they that opportunity didn't present itself, he was taken out of his game just a little bit. Do you want to see those things? No. You want to have your team sharp as an iron uh, or uh, sharp as steel, uh, you know, iron clad scoring continuously throughout a game against a shitty team, but it wasn't necessarily needed. So it's it's pretty much something that I just I don't read too much into it. Okay, you know, the team seven and zero with him. He had a, a okay game. I mean, Booker was nine of twenty one from the field. Like he was just he was like two of ten from beyond the arc. He's just chucking him up. Right. And that's what you do in kind of these games. You know, you tired, mm-hmm. you're already kicking the shit out of the team. You're like, I'm not going to go at them as hard as I can the entire game because that takes effort. We're already kicking the shit out of them. Let me try this. Let me try that. That's the way I kind of saw it. I think the yeah. big question that we all want to know as is why does Matthew never respond in our group chat? Who does you, who oh, do you, Jesus, who do you hate? Who? <laughs> no one, man. I see that thing. I see like one little like. You know, the little, um, what do they call it? Just a little notification on there. That's, that's what one. they call it. It's like, hey, hey, come on in here. And I'm like, all right. And I just look and I'm like so far behind. And I told John, I'm like, I'll catch up next time. And then next time I'm like, oh, I'll do it next time. Good luck trying to catch up. <laughs> I just got to get in there, get dirty, get muddy, rub some dirt all over myself and get in there, you know? Just random shit. Throw them for a I'll curveball. I'm all expecting it. Dude, yeah, that first the first like eight minutes of that game was insane. They, oh, they were 80% from the field, 80% from three, six free throw attempts. DA was getting all he wanted. Um, CP3, he was just remarkable. Yeah. I mean, Wait, he what is out, that? What did I say? It said uh left on red Lissy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean oh. my bad, no, man. No, don't do it. 
Cut me off. You good? Yeah, you're you're running the drops tonight. Cut me off, motherfucker. The point All in this game ended with a total of 22 points. He was 9 of 14 from the field, including 4 of 6 from beyond the arc. Three of those came in the first quarter. He was 3 for 3. Three assists, two rebounds, a steal, uh, a plus 24 uh, for the Suns. It was in 33 minutes played. Again, a quality Chris Paul game. And that it's one of those national pundit, people from the outside looking in kind of point of views. Listen, if the Suns are going to uh, have to rely on Chris Paul to be a spot-up shooter, a catch-and-shoot shooter, which is something he really hasn't done his entire career, he's a distributor, then the Suns aren't going to be successful because he can't do it. Well, he said otherwise tonight. He would dish out of the play, and then he'd be the last resort, if you will, and he would just he was just chucking threes. And it was fantastic, I mm-hmm. tell you. Dude, that shot from out of bounds. Did you see that one? Yeah. Where he was like, I he gave up on the play. Someone wasn't moving. Obviously, I think it was DA, some other guy. They just weren't moving. He's like, I just, just, we're up by 30. I'll just shoot the ball from out of bounds. I've never seen that in my life. And that, I'm like, wait, was the ball inbounded? And it wasn't. He just shot the ball. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I've never no. seen that. That no. was that's hilarious. That was good. He was just sick of it. He's like, I'm just gonna shoot the fucking ball. If it goes in, it's still not gonna count. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Bamf says. Like I thought he was going for a value oop. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, I'm like, no wait, one was going there. That's actually against the rules because when the value oop happened, we're like, wait, what? And then yeah. this one, I'm like, no, that you can't do that. Yeah, um, so he's he, just like, yeah, fuck it, dude. He had um, he had like a shoot around before the game, right? They like, all do. He, yeah, but he never does. That's what oh, I like. It? They said, yeah, they said he it's a rare shoot around wherever I saw that it was huh. a rare shoot around for Chris Paul. And I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? I never do see him. You always see Booker and, um, you know, DA and KD doing their shoot around, but you never see Chris Paul out there. So chances maybe prove me wrong, but oh, you're right. he never does. And he comes out and he's, it. he's on fire, dude. He proved me wrong. Like he, he's that other guy. Cause we talked about Booker had a bad game. KD was there. We had, we won the game. Tonight they both the Katie and Booker both were kind of pretty they're pretty bad, just not themselves. And then Paul won us the game. I know it's just the Spurs and the bench came in and did a great job, but he can maybe he's that guy too. Because when you say like it's a big four with this mm-hmm. team, I don't really know if it is a full big four. I just think of it as like a Booker and Katie and then everybody else. That's how I look at this team right now. It's tiers, right? Like it's Booker KD, and then it's like eight and CP3. You know, but that's like tier one, tier two, if you're drafting in fantasy football. Like those are tier one, tier two. And then like you have like a Kogi who would generally be like a tier four, tier five kind of player. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and, and pick uh, an, I, like the Spurs are not a good team to pick, but pick a team like the and even the Lakers aren't a good one. Give me another team. So Jokic, right? Jokic is a tier one. And the Jamal Murray is like a tier three player. You know what I'm saying? MPJ is a tier four player. So with us, I really feel like yeah, DA, DA and Chris Paul are tier two players because at their position, they're a top five in the league at both. Eight and maybe a top seven. I mean, that that's up for debate. Yeah, I put I put DA your tiers, I put DA tier three, just because of I learning that. learning purposes. Um, you know, you just you still see things that he just needs to improve on, and he's mm-hmm. open for a lot, and he's gonna have great stats because of all the shots he has, but yeah, tier three, maybe. Now, I will say this with Chris Paul playing in the second quarter, there's, you know, a moment happened, right? Like he hit the three. And for those of you who are watching this game, it was fun because Al McCoy was doing the broadcast in the second oh, quarter. That and, was awesome. you know, and like, and for those of us who live locally, I hear Al every now and then if I'm running late from work and I hear the first or second quarter. And, to hear him call a whole quarter while watching it. I mentioned this a few podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. We're growing up. That's what we used to do. You turn off the, the TV sound. You'd watch it and you'd have the radio playing in the background. You'd hear Al McCoy. And growing up, it was the, the simulcast, right? Like UPN 45, it was Al McCoy. You know, and Cotton Fitzsimmons and Al McCoy. And and to hear him call that and then you hear the Shazam. You know, it, I, I, I didn't like get super emotional, but I got emotional enough to where it's just like, Hearing him say Shazam, it's something that 
you have to appreciate because it's gone. Like, like this is last season, 51 mm-hmm. years doing this for the Phoenix Suns. And I can relate it like this. Uh, Vince Scully calls Dodger games, called Dodger games. And I'm, those of you who don't know, I am a Dodgers fan. I'm going to opening day on the Dimebacks here in a couple of days. They're playing the Dodgers. I'll be wearing that Dodger blue, baby. Boo me if you want. But I grew up listening to Vince Scully call games. And Vince Scully touched so many of our lives in the way that he cross-pollinated into major sports. You know, Buckner behind the bag. Like, that was Vince Scully calling that game. And last year, he passed away probably about a month after my pops did. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, that was one of the most emotional moments for me. Was mm-hmm. because, like, I grew up listening to Vince Scully. And my dad and I used to talk about him. And, and, and you know, that was just a part of my life had just ended. And as Al rides off into the sunset, we're all going to have those moments where, like tonight, where he said Shazam after Chris Paul hit a three. And it was just one of those things where it takes you back to being a a nine-year-old kid, you know, and just hearing that and tickling the twine and all the little isms that Al McCoy has said. So my hope is one of the beautiful byproducts potentially of the season, if the Suns can somehow, some way, win their first championship, it's still under Al McCoy's. Uh, watch and I think that that would be something that you can't even put into words how special that would be no it'd be the perfect ending um he just makes everything bigger dude like I remember like just listening to him but the thing is like when I grew up I only had UPN and Mm -hmm. from what I remember I don't remember it was him or who who was doing the Fox Sports at the time like the home games you know UPN was away Uh, Fox Sports wasn't it somebody else God, I just I don't, don't remember that far yeah, back. I remember when it was in like both of them. When they first had Fox Sports mm-hmm. Net, like some of them were on UPN and some of them were uh, yeah. on on Fox Sports. I don't know if he did both. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't just, remember. Yeah, I don't know. I just I remember. I don't, it's not even now McCoy, but like UPN, and then it would be so cool to see an actual home game. Like it was just so different, dude. It was. It just felt so fucking weird, and like it would always be at someone else's like big screen. Like everyone that had like the cave the the cable box or whatever it was, the Obama box, whatever to watch it on. They, we, they would, they would have uh, the Suns home games. And I was like, Oh, this is like a different experience in UPN. That was amazing. It was. And again, like that old intro and stuff. And for those of you who watch us do the jammies, like we use that old intro and we'll be doing the jammies here in a, uh, maybe next week. Like, I think we should do the end of season jammies at like after a playing game or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, those were just, special moments and he's been with this organization for so long i was actually there the night when they put him in the hall of fame in 2017 i was there and charles barkley just talked about himself the whole time um but again just hearing him run that quarter he's just he's still got it man yeah he's 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 perfect so there oh my god like it seemed like it was when i was young like when he was like 40 50 years old or whatever however old he was you know what i mean like him and vin man like those there's nothing like him like those are the sounds of my childhood it's like vin's gone and now al's gonna be done doing this and it's just you know it's just another reason that i just realized i'm 40 years old now and getting old sucks you gotta count (laughs) your points and not drink your beers yeah, so I was going to say something before I do the next job. I was actually going to take a turn on this one. So mm. this is the opposite of going down the memory lane of uh, of Al McCoy. Because this guy Go was on. benched. What? Here comes the pain! In this game, zero minutes, zero shots, zero assists, zero rebounds. Where the fuck was campaign? Oh boy, I don't know. This is I would worry about this if KD was not on the team because I kind of wanted just you know KVD to take over that second unit thing. But uh I mean it's well deserved, kind of right. He's been sporadic. The only guy left, the other other nut that we have out there is Shamit running around, just kind of ruining the offense. <laughs> just because still can't trust him. So Payne's the other guy too, but I don't mind it. I mean, I, I guess you're just like, well, who's taking his place really? It's KD. So I you know what I mean? True. For a lot of it. For a lot of it, it is KD. Um, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. If we still had Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson, we're counting on the second unit even more. This is a big issue, but right now it's it's not a bother to me. I can deal so, without. So so think about this. Okay, this is the way that I think you noted it uh, on Twitter, or somebody noted it on Twitter that he wasn't out there, and then I, I looked at it, and then I started thinking. You're right. Since Kevin Durant joined the team, okay, uh, the last what? 
four games or three games prior to this. Five point three points. He's shooting forty percent from beyond the arc. So like he's putting in he's putting in the stats. So you're sitting there like, well, why no campaign? We we had a clean bill of health tonight. And here's why I think, and I think it's a pretty simple answer. Monty Williams is trying something. Monty Williams is using tonight as kind of like, hey, take a rest campaign. You can you can take the night off. And I want to try a couple different roster adjustments. So we started the second quarter with Kevin Durant out there and Chris Paul. And then you had Torrey Craig, you had TJ Warren, you had Landry Shamit. So essentially Shamit kind of is the one who took the spot, if you will, of Cameron Payne in this in an effort to kind of see how, how Shamit plays next to Durant and Paul. If he's playing the two, how's he playing the two? And he responded playing like shit. Landry Shamit did not look good. Now he, he did, I will say in the second half, have a couple quality box outs, you know, the hustle plays, those little, th- little things. If you're looking for those things, like he did some of those well, but he's still not shooting the ball well. So I think that Monty Williams is simply just saying, Hey, I want Landry to try, see how he responds with this lineup. And I want to see if maybe we can get him going a little bit, try to get his confidence up. Cause that's what you're doing in this last week of the season is you're trying to just build the confidence up of some guys. And again, see what some of those plus minuses look like with specified lineups that you haven't necessarily tried. That's one they haven't tried yet this year. Like if we went back and we looked at all the lineups, the five man lineups, I guarantee you there's, there's no combination of that. No, and we're going to have to rely on Shaman in certain certain points in the playoffs, but just in certain situations, foul trouble, who knows? He needs to come in. So I get that, like, hey, get these guys some confidence, but this is just who they are by now. I really mm-hmm. think they that it is. I think you're going to have the really, like, up and down Jekyll and Hyde kind of games, like, um, like That's campaign. That's why they're reserves, there, but, right? Yeah, but right now, Shaman's just, oh, dude, I was the biggest fan earlier this year, but right now it's like I'd given up on him. I really have. I think the times he's supposed to shoot doesn't shoot. Then he shoots. It's like, what kind of shot was that? Like he had this one, his first play in this ISO play where he's trying to take the guy off the ball and he should have shot one way going right. But then he yeah. pulled back and like he had and then he went left. Yes. Shot. Yeah. It's so things like that. It's like, you should know what to do. The way this team too is like ending quarters. It, it I know tonight doesn't really matter, but it just seems like him, TJ Warren, like the whole TJ Warren thing where he doesn't know when to shoot the ball, and when not to shoot the ball. That's the stuff you don't want. Those are the things that are like kind of, you got to tidy up a little bit going to the playoffs. Like we, we got a little bit better at finishing quarters. Remember when we were so bad at it? Oh yeah. Where we would give up the, the buzzer beaters, but then also we would just take the nastiest shots. It'd usually be Booker. Now it's like, we're not even getting shots off in time. We're just like, kind of like passing the ball up last game. Uh, TJ didn't shoot it, but then he did shoot it too soon. And then Booker's mad. And tonight he passed up to Booker. Yeah, he's seconds wide, left, wide open. open. Shot. Wide he's open. like, well, wait, like, it's yeah, not Booker. one second left. Yeah, he's like, it's three seconds, so let me pass it one more time. And he just kind of keeps his head down going to the bench. And you can see Book kind of being like, what is going on with yeah, this guy? Yeah, dude, just, just shoot it. I, those are the things that I'm looking at. I'm just like, those guys have to be confident when to shoot, when not to shoot. Mm-hmm. And whether they make it or not, I don't care. But if they're just so – if they're that incompetent, just to like, you know, take a dribble, get to a worse spot, and then pass the ball up, and then just not be confident in their shot – that's the thing that's going to really bug me going to the playoffs because just shoot the ball, man. You have to tidy, I mean, you have shoot to tidy it that stuff up. I completely mm-hmm. agree. that, And that's where, again, from a confidence standpoint, I think that Monty's trying to get a couple of those guys' confidence. Campaign has looked good recently, right? He just – and Scheinbach in the chat uh, says, I disagree, Voida. I think Payne is banged up. He had a moment a couple games ago where he got up hobbled and didn't return in that game. So, yeah. And, and I, I think that's part of it too. I think what's that? No, I was saying I, I forgot about that. I always forget. Like, there's always like an injury, and that was something. Yeah, so maybe that's it. And and I agree. I that that's a factor as well. So if you can do two things at the same time, if you can say, "Hey, Cameron Payne, you get the night off because you are hobbled," and we can get Landry Shaman in this lineup in an effort to try to get him going. He's playing with two Hall of Famers, right? And yeah. that was the, that was the same challenge uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter where we gave up a nine, two run to start the fourth, where again, you have Landry or I'm sorry. Yeah. You have Landry Shaman out there with Chris Paul and uh, Kevin Durant and Torrey Craig and TJ Warren. And like that lineup gave up a nine, two run and couldn't find themselves, find themselves offensively. And then they inserted Terrence Ross. And then for some reason they started going Now Terrence Ross, still not shots, not falling, not looking good, but they got Torrey Craig going. And if you're in charge of the, the drops. So, Let's go. Well done. 
Tory Craig tonight, man, double double off of the bench. He ends with a total of 15 points and 10 rebounds. He was seven of nine from the field. It's the best bench game we've received from Tory Craig this season. Yeah, so, and he really, yeah, dude, like him, Bismack, um, those guys busy. off the bench. Those those two though, him and Busy, like they ended the game. They just made sure to go on that big run in the fourth. And then Busy's just down there swan swan the ball. But Craig is just getting to the rim. He's doing the dirty stuff. It started like last game kind of. Before that, everyone was kind of calling out Craig a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he's trash. But, dude, I'm telling you, man, this guy's going to be good with these lineups. Like he can switch them in and out with uh, Kevin Durant. And then, oh, also really quick, too, like Monty talked about, you know, having um, two of these guys out, two of the big four out yes. there at least. Yes. And you can kind of see when the second quarter starts when you have um, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. It looks good with these other guys, like because they're great passers. And Kevin mm-hmm. Durant's always trying to find like the cutter, the big man underneath. And he did that with Biz, but he can find Craig too on the cuts. But those guys that you know you don't want to really rely on for three point shooting, even though he was one for three tonight, which is fine. He made the one there. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I just I love it when he gets to the rim and he's got to keep going and just learn how to finish more. And he he's doing that. I think he's I think he's. He is who he is now as an NBA player, right? It's not like a DA thing where it's like you got to get the reps in. Yeah. But I feel like the more and more he gets underneath there, underneath the rim and trying to finish around big groups of, of these uh, big fucking dudes down there, it's going to be hard for him to like miss because I think he's going to get used to it. He's going to kind of build a callus and go into the playoffs and just be a little bit more warmed up to it, even though he is who he is. But I just think that he's just that guy that I want to see down there and doing that because there's parts of the t- this season where he just has a hard time, like grabbing the ball, rebounding. He'll like go for layup, just totally miss. He was doing that this year, but he's gotten better. And I think after such, what was like 41 starts this year, something crazy like that from him. 59, 59. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a ton of minutes, Mm -hmm. but I think he's come back, man, where he's just like himself. Now and he's more comfortable. And Josh Okogi didn't have a good night tonight. But don't start Craig because Craig's getting comfortable on the bench now. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I don't switch agree. that up. The, the 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 rotations are locked, and there, there's a couple things that I think factor into a quality Tory Craig performance. One, it's the fucking Spurs. Okay, this is a team that isn't very big to begin with, and then Craig is feasting on their shitty second team, not length having asses. Right. That's <laughs> that, that, yeah. that that's step one. Two, this is his fourth game now playing in that role of coming off the bench again. We talked about a 59 career or 59 starts a career high. And he needs to start settling back into that that role where his spacing needs to be, what the expectations are, getting used to playing next to Busy more than, because he's been playing next to DA for the entire season. The guys are going to be in different spots so he can be, do be and do different things around him. And three in his previous three appearances coming off the bench he hasn't had this many minutes. He had 25 minutes tonight. You know, the other ones, he had 12 minutes. Uh, he had 15 and he had 22. So he just, it, it's a comfort level. It, it, it's repetitions. It's all those things kind of combined for this perfect storm for Tory Craig to take advantage of, which he did. And you have to tip your cat to the juice for, for being that, for being the juice from the second team on not only the scoring side, but on the, on the rebounding side as well, 10 rebounds, a double, double off the bench is a fantastic game from the juice. And those are the things we should continue to expect and see as he gets a little bit more comfortable. That that's why this last Mm -hmm. week, the season's fucking important. Like that's why now think about this. The Suns clinched a playoff berth tonight, right? So, you know, it's, it's official. Like we're, we're going to the playoffs playoffs. Yeah. We're going to the playoffs. If you go to playoffstatus.com, currently the Suns have a 99% chance of ending with the four seed. So that being said, these last three games technically don't mean shit. New Orleans lost tonight. New Orleans, if they could catch us in the standings, they would have the tiebreaker. They're the only ones who we don't own the tiebreaker against. We own it against the Clippers. We own it against the Lakers. We own it against the Warriors. So they were the only ones who could who could tie our record at the end of the year and take the four seed from us. It ain't happening. So technically, the last three games of the season don't mean shit. But what they do mean is for reasons like Torrey Craig, for reasons like trying Landry Shaman out there with Kevin Durant. The, the beautiful thing in all this chaos that's gone on for this season in this past month is the fact that not having Ken, Kevin Durant healthy and people were injured and this, that, and the other – 
is it's forced us for this last week of the season to continue to fine tune and prep so we don't lose any edge because we have post-traumatic sun's disorder from last season of trying to sit guys and strategically figure it out for the last fucking month, let alone week of the season, and how it took off just enough edge to where we ultimately fell flat on our face in the playoffs. So I love the fact that even though we've locked up the four seed, there's reasons for this team to go out there and try to perform because they are still trying to sharpen the steel blade as they get ready to go through the playoffs with the fucking samurai sword chopping off heads and such dude yes yeah everything you just said amen everybody out there just round of applause everyone get up and just show your tits i think um if you're in the line at carl's jr get yeah. a double western bacon cheeseburger when you get up to that cashier you show them your tits yep you have a samurai sword you slit it right down the middle dude free the nipple word um so I'm glad you did say that because I honestly think, man, going into this, if we were to say, hey, we're going to rest some of these guys, like, please don't do that. We got to get things nope. going. But no reason I mean, to. But what if like if something happens, like someone gets hurt, it's like, oh, well, we should arrest it. Like, no, I'm I'm all in. If someone gets hurt, fuck them. Then fuck this team. If someone that's, gets hurt like KD or Booker, that's then the I don't game. care anymore. I'm like, oh, that trade sucked. We shouldn't have done that. That's where I'm going to go. But you guys can keep watching playoffs because we're not going to win if someone gets hurt. But I just, I really do think though, going in at a steam and you got to just make sure that these guys are clicking and they're close. They're close. There's just a few things I was trying to nitpick. I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't really see too much. Maybe rebounding here once, once in a while. Maybe the bench, you know, not finishing the quarters well. Um, a Kogi mm-hmm. might have an off night once in a while, but there's nothing big, dude. Right now, like it just looks like the sons of old in a way, you know, which is KD in there. So yeah. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And again, there's reasons yep. to play this last week. And were you in the subreddit stakeout? You bet your fucking ass I was. Out? The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I was in Ooh, that stakeout and I was girl. showing my tits. Just <laughs> walking around just like, check these little nipples out. So... One thing I will say about hanging out on the subreddit for the uh, the San Antonio Spurs is it's weird, man. There's not a lot of people around there. It's kind of it's kind of empty. You're walking around like knocking on doors, like, "Hey, you want to talk, man? Like, t- say something. Tell me anything." <laughs> In fact, the I forgot to upload the photo of the game thread. Mm-hmm. Um, can I do that real quick? Nope. Uh, the but the game thread. It actually had a picture of the the Kings and the Pelicans. It didn't even have the Suns and the Spurs logo up top. It's like even they don't give a shit anymore in San Antonio. So here's here's some of the insight, and it's pretty funny. Um, Branham having Durant cover him is good because that means Phoenix sees him as a threat, but it's bad because Durant can essentially block him without having to jump. And shout out to Branham, uh, Malachi Branham, 22 points, leading scorer for the Spurs tonight. It was him and Trey Jones. He had 21 points. Uh, somebody said, TJ Warren's on the Suns. <laughs> don't even know what's going on there. So the Suns are up 17 after one quarter. Let's see what the Spurs can do and hope nobody gets hurt out of this game. And it just brought me back to like five years ago. Like, th- think of the mindset of a Spurs fan right now. It's a Suns fan a few years ago where we're literally – just watching, seeing if there's any sparks, and then thinking about the draft. Yeah. Like, that's what they were doing this entire thing. Somebody said, can Chris Paul fuck off on, and retire already? <laughs> he always got one of those, at least one of those. Yeah, I'm like, where'd that come from? It was all quiet yeah. in here. I mean, there's literally like 10 comments. He's hugging Popovich over there, dude. They're hanging yeah. out. They love you. They love each other. They don't yeah. care about basketball anymore. It's just yeah. a game. And then he's and then he goes out and he plays fantastic against them. I mean, you got to remember, Chris Paul's uh, season high was thirty-one points was against the Spurs earlier this year. Um, there was that stretch where the Spurs hit five consecutive three pointers and got the lead down to nine. And somebody said, "Who turned the three-point slider up?" And this one was weird. It said, "I like Dom's D," and I just kind of felt that was inappropriate. I don't know who Dom is, and I don't care if you want to talk Don? about Don Draper or Dom, like Dom. Dahmer, Dom like oh. Dahmer, Dahmer's D. So- yeah, so I mean, uh, who who are they talking about? Probably Dominic Barlow is my guess. <laughs> I 
probably. But they were just talking about his D, and I felt that was kind of inappropriate, San Antonio. Those, yeah. Like, I mean, for them, they're fine. They when you come understand. to the Suns Jam Session podcast, there are no wiener jokes here. That's grow up. No. Grow up, Dom's D. We don't even have wieners. No. We're we're Ulix or whatever they're called. Unix? Unix. There you go. Ulix. <laughs> Is that a you car? Like a Ulick? <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got my Ulick out there. I got a 1975 Ford Ulick. I got yeah. the old Ulick. Let's pop the hood, huh? <laughs> Under that bad boy. <laughs> um, somebody said, what an awful 15 seconds for Shamit. Woof. <laughs> yeah, was it the first 15 seconds? Yeah, probably. God, someone get him some holy water or something. <laughs> something. Ex- exercise the demons. <laughs> um... <laughs> Seriously, uh, and then the last comment is something that we can again. If you're a Suns fan, you've been some one for quite some time. You can remember these nights where they said, "Apparently, Detroit locked the worst record in the league tonight." Remember when we would sit around and be like, "All right, at least we got the worst record going for us. We got a shot at the number one pick." <laughs> so glad those days are over. Yeah, yeah. dude. But yeah, yeah, dead. That was the Suns jam session. Uh, subreddit stakeout, dude. No wiener jokes here. Oh shit, hold on. <laughs> the Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. <laughs> Blaze Megatron. This show is so highbrow. Q, Big Dick Booker, John. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have like at that time. <laughs> yes, Dewey Dewey. Like now on Big Dick Booker. <laughs> All right, just for the thing. Dick Booker. Sometimes I wonder, man, like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Nothing. This is how everybody is. We're all the same, but very, very different. But we all love dick jokes. We do. It's like everyone loves dick jokes. I got people I work with, you know, like I manage people. Like, there's people who rely on me to make sure that they get their paycheck on time and like schedule them appropriately so they can feed their families. And like, they know I do a podcast and I know none of them listen or watch it and thank god because they sit there like hold on like big dick booker what's that about i'm like yeah dude like rumor has that the guy's hung like a donkey like yeah he carries the team on his never mind just yeah that's probably bad on time probably bad for him though just make sure you clock in on time uh, um, yeah, 27 points for Dem Booker tonight. As I mentioned before, it was on nine of 21 shooting seven rebounds three assists had three steals tonight as well and uh yeah i mean let all scoring way to go book he's playing um really fast a lot of force i think ej even pointed it out too but he was like just getting to the lane but he's like letting go of these floaters like mid movement where he's just going like 100 miles an hour yeah. and they're just hitting oh, the wait. bottom of the net like these weird shots dude i know he hits difficult shots but a lot of these runners he's throwing out there now i don't know if it's it's not new but he's doing a lot more um it just shots just keep getting more difficult but he keeps making them tonight. I was a little off, but my observation is just the confidence in which he's playing with. It's kind of that, like, I don't give a fuck confidence because I know that my team's got me. Like he's never been yeah. in this headspace before. Like that's something that the, the team seven. zero with Kevin Durant and Booker's in this completely new headspace. And, and tonight's one of those things where it's like, okay, man, like you don't need to jack up that many threes, but again, you're tired. You're he playing trying to hit the daggers. Yeah. He was trying to, well, he was trying to yeah. hit the daggers to get to 30 points. Like he was at 27 the entire. You I don't think even he's know. that selfish. <laughs> I'm just joking, dude. Yeah, right. The it's guy been a while got, for 30, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we remember him with the 70 point game. You know, I mean, fishing, yeah. fishing, fishing. I'm not necessarily saying it's uh, a, a bad thing either, but I just feel like there's no. a confidence level there that, and an energy level, as you mentioned, like the pace, the speed, the headband. You know, it's he's got like a. Uh, <laughs> His head looks like a cock ring out there. It's just, it's you know, it's just <laughs> cock rings falling off. <laughs> not tonight, though. Ding. Not tonight. When when it's Katie gets hurt, it fell off right away. Yeah. You know, but it's just, I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I think that it's going to be fun to watch this postseason run, knowing that he's got Kevin Durant standing next to him, and he knows it, and that's going to free him up, and he's excited for it. So. That's my take on Devin Stewie Booker. Stewie Dewey says, bunch of Tate's t- top G's here. Yeah. <laughs> I went to his school, dude. I paid the $5,000 how much. And look at, look at who I am now. So, I think it's it's helped a lot, dude. We're, we're so happy. We're so happy. <laughs>
Jam, star of the game. All right, Jamsters, reminder, hit that thumbs up button while you're hit, while you're hanging out here. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'll read it. If you're on Google or uh, or uh, Spotify, just hit the five stars and carry <laughs> the fuck on with your life. Jam star of the game. Who are you giving it to, man? Who are you giving it to? This is a weird one. It's going to be Chris it's Paul, Easy though. one. Yeah. Easy one. It's funny because, like, not who know, I'm picking. Booker 27, but Chris Paul. You gave it to Craig, huh? 22 and 3 for Chris Paul, and you're giving it to him? No, this yeah. is an easy one. 9 of 14 shooting came out hot. Came out hot. 4 4. You know what that means? Four blocks? No. Four hamsters? What? Jam star of the game? Emma Schweikart. Oh, cute. Yeah. Happy birthday, Emma Schweikart. Happy, bur- happy she birthday, She watches Emma. every night, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure she, she walks Eugene and she listens to the show. So happy mm-hmm. birthday to our niece, Emma. And uh, if I had to give it to somebody other than Emma, I'm giving it to Tori Craig, man. Great game by Tori Craig. Bismack Biombo, man. Biz Block Biombo played fantastic. Close How many the game out, man? 10, 10, he, 10-4. Copy that. He had 10 points and four blocks. Yeah, chase down one, too. That was, I think that was a block. It was going up. He should have had five. That yeah. one was close. And if the game was close, maybe they challenged that, but it didn't really matter. They didn't. Al McCoy, They're... jam star. Al McCoy. We got Craig from Suns Fever. Crazy Luigi's like, yeah, hard to tell. He's really thinking it out. He's thinking out loud as he's typing. He's like, mm-hmm. hard to tell. Maybe Devin Booker, CP3, or Corey Craig, or Tory Craig this time around. Again, Al McCoy, uh, the forgotten man, DA Jam Star. Yeah, we didn't even talk about DA. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Craig, 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 Biombo, Al, let's go, Emma, Stewie Dewey, let's go, Emma. Let's go, Emma. Um, yeah, that's that's the Jam Star. Up next for the Phoenix Suns, right? Is that what we're doing now? Is up next? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. Do you have Big a graphic? Game. Nope. You cork soaker. So we're playing the Denver Nuggets next. That's on Thursday. Matthew, I will say this. Yes. You're going to need somebody to you. host with you. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I'm at the Dimebacks game. Now, I... I are you? Yeah, it's opening day. I go with my mom every year. So uh, if you guys are at the Dimebacks game, leave me the fuck alone, okay? I want to eat my hot dog in peace. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, Jamsters, <laughs> you know who wants to come sit down but that being next said, to me. But that being said, Matthew, baseball games are wicked fast now. The game starts they at are. 7. I was watching Yankees today. I was like, yeah. wait, that's already a full inning? <laughs> it was. It's fantastic. Are you liking it? It was fun, you know, right? I watched only a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but one inning was over in 10 minutes. I was like, this yeah. is awesome. It's yeah. great. I love the changes that they're making. There's yep. more action. From a fantasy standpoint, you missed out this year, bud. Yeah, I did, but I made yeah. the right choice. It was tough. Dude, it I, I loved fantasy last year, and I was like, I just I can't do it this year. Yeah, it's so. a lot, but it's – and it's I'm, I'm, I always like fantasy baseball the first, like, two weeks. Then I'm just like, oh, fucking dog digs the summer. Yeah. But, uh, but I will say this. I might be able to come on the show at some point knowing that I'll probably get home with about half of the show left because it's like 10.08 right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. But if somebody wants to host with Matthew, that'd be great. And I see a Stewie Dewey. He says, fuck the Dodgers. You're right. Fuck the Dodgers, man. F but, go, up, but, but go Dodgers, baby. That Don't hate that that beautiful Pantone 294. That Dodger blue is so beautiful. Makes my eyes pop. I love Dodger blue. I love they be, them Dodgers. They be hating. They be hating. Childhood trouble. I was thinking earlier i was like out of trauma yeah it's been a while yeah um, what's the topic this is great maybe i love it when matthew crazy. runs the drops oh it's the best it's the best night of your life right it isn't is. it I, I haven't had to press shit i'm like doing hand movements and such <laughs> you playing with yourself down there yeah. um <laughs> i was thinking speaking of playing with yourself one thing I was thinking, like, you got caught doing as a kid that was embarrassing. Like, something that you were trying to do. It could be any age, of course, but something you were trying to pull off before a parent or someone saw you and snuck into your room. Like, what are you What are you doing? Something like that, maybe. Do you have a, an instance? I have, I have one. Lead us off and let me and think. And I don't know why I even want to tell anybody this. I might have already said this one. Um, but <laughs> I might have said this. So let me know if I did. Um. When I was little, I used to have a, um, I was probably like five or six. I don't remember. And I, I had a big, um, pencil. Did I say this? It was like a, uh, okay, cool. 
<laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell you. Yes. I had a big pencil. pencil. That, I had a big pencil that was a piggy bank. And it okay. was the same size as me. So I was probably five or six. And I used to watch Charles in Charge all the time. <laughs> and I used to, yeah, my dad, he would actually put, um, he would build me a fort outside in a box and cut it out and then have a window and stuff. And then I would sit there and watch Charles in Charge outside <laughs> with my snacks and stuff. So I was watching it. I'm like, dude, this guy's just macking out with everybody, dude. He's macking yeah. out with anybody that walks through the door. They're just kissing. So then I got in my room and I had my <laughs> and I had my big pencil. And you started and making out with started. it. So I'm like, I wonder like how old you are when you start like feeling that way. And I was like, all right, well, let's just see what this is like. So I pretend that like I would answer the door and then there and then the pencil would, would be like the woman or whatever and or the pencil and then i would open the door and it would fall through and it would fall on me we would just start making out and i got caught doing that because i kept doing who it over caught and over you? who caught you my dad what did he <laughs> yeah. say he didn't say any, he didn't say anything and i acted like i wasn't doing anything but he, he caught me so that's the thing it was like he didn't get mad or anything but it was like yeah. i was just making out with my pencil <laughs> so yeah <laughs> That's, that's a so good story. Good. I just I feel like I've, I've told people that one before. So I that's was like, a, "That's yeah, a great." I haven't heard. I haven't heard that one. And Charles in charge. I feel like you've used that in fantasy names or something like fantasy football or baseball names. Or yeah. Something. Um. The Ted Dan. Yeah. When I had the fantasy league, it was a Ted Danson award. It was a uh, Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Or who's was it boss? Who's the boss? But I, I think it was know. Charles in charge. I was watching. But Who's the boss was the league. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Fallen founder. This is why I tune out at the end. <laughs> Oh, tune in till the end. Okay, okay. Um, (laughs) You never know. Yeah, so says Jay. Like, I mean, what's a father to say to that? (laughs) Safer than a tube sock? (laughs) Yeah. There's a little Uh, slow on top. Shit. I don't think, like, I have any true, like, traumatizing, like, I got you moments. But I do have kind of a funny one. Um, Like, I was mortified, obviously. So... Grew up in a very conservative family, much akin to yourself, yada, yada, yada. And I used to live on 40th Street in Clarendon, okay? Corner House, 3929 East Clarendon Road is where uh, I we moved to. And one time, I was out front. I used to have a basketball hoop out front. I used to always be playing. And then one time, there was just like a bunch of trash like on the side of our house. And we're, we're on the corner, right? So 40th Street's a fairly decent street. And there there was some trash there. And I was just like, who came in? It looked like somebody came and just like dumped trash in our front yard, essentially. So I walked over to, and this is, I'm like 12, 11, 12. And I, I walk over to it and I start picking it up because my dad yelled something out. He's like, hey, can you pick up that trash? I'm like, yeah, dad, whatever. And I just remember it was hot out because <coughs> it's <was> Phoenix. <clears throat> and I go and I start picking up the trash. And as I'm throwing this shit away, there's a nudie magazine in there. Hmm. And the first thing I did is I ran and like I had at that house had oleanders all around the house. So I, I, I grabbed the, the magazine. I ran over to the side of the house. I threw it in the in the oleanders. Right. For those of you who don't know who oleanders are, like Google it. Like it's yeah. they're huge. They actually killed one of my dogs. Like one of my dogs was out there chewing on it and it died. Like, oops, you know, dang, dude. So and then I used <laughs> to go like visit that magazine. <laughs> I'd go out there like, oh, I'm going out front to play basketball. I go <laughs> yeah. over there just like look at it, you know, and it's like I grew yeah. up in a very conservative household. I didn't see much growing up. So it's kind of like my first time seeing some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I was out there and I was and my dad had come out like two seconds later. It's like, what are you doing over there? I was like, oh, nothing. I was just, oh, somebody left this magazine in here. And, he, <laughs> and my dad like took it. And he, he, he gave that look like. And then he just he threw it in the trash, you know, but like for like. <laughs> Like I was hanging out in the oleanders a lot. I'm not doing anything. The oleanders. It was in the front yard, yeah. you know. But like, I was, I was like, "Ooh, hey, what's what's this?" You know. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And like, I still have those images in my brain. And I can't get them out. Yeah. The, the first ones always stick. You around. never for, you never forget your first pencil. No, no, first pencil. <laughs> never forget the color. Never forget. I think it was blue. Um. <sighs> Yeah, no, I did. I remember my yeah. brother-in-law had him in the back of his truck behind his seat, and I found him one day, and he caught me looking at him. He was like, "What are you doing in my truck for so long?" I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> Here, I'm just looking." Uh, Blaze making an avoid of the classic bushes porno. Good times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> David Ray, Oleander's very deadly, just like porn, <laughs> just like porn. Yeah, <laughs> God, we 
He was plucking his cactus. Oh Jeez. Oh, this is a terrible episode. You can't, you can't erase your first pencil. Wow, that's some good stuff right there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a t-shirt right there, right? That's a t-shirt right there. Oh, well, on that note, Jamsters, I think we'll go ahead and get out of here. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who stuck on this long to hear our horrible childhood, <laughs> childhood trauma stories. Uh, that's what it's about. But again, we'll be coming to you live on Thursday. Matthew will have a guest host of some sort. I'll probably pop in or I won't. We'll see how many beers I have at the, at the game. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. And then we got the, the Laker game on on Thursday, or I'm sorry, Friday, the Clippers on Easter, and then boom, it's it's postseason time. We'll do the postseason. The jammies will be next week. For those of you who don't know what the jammies in, tune into that show. It's not live after a game like this is, but it's something that we'll we'll let you know that we're gonna be doing next week, most likely after a play-in game. Uh, until then, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Hit that thumbs up button. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. And if you're on Spotify, just hit review. And if you're uh, you're here, go hug your pencil or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, go home and love your pencil. <laughs> <laughs>